uh, another special edition, another Friends of the Show edition of uh, We're Not Wizards. And uh, this one is going to be called uh, I Beg Your Pardon, I Never Promised You a Herb Garden. <laughs> and uh, I, I know why it's called that. And you will know why it's called that. Because today we have a very special guest. Um, it's a gentleman by the name of Eduardo Baraf, who... Um, is in charge. He's um, has a company called Pencil First Games. He's been involved in Kickstarter for a while. You might have heard of a couple of his titles, um, especially the recent Heroes and Tricks. He's also been involved in Lift Off, Get Me Off This Planet as well. So, hello, Eduardo. Hello. How are you? This it's very early in this this morning for you. I understand. So I, I appreciate. Oh, don't appreciate worry about coming. it. Yeah, I'm doing well. I'm doing well. How are you? Good, yeah, good. As I say, I'm really, really happy to, to kind of have you have you on the show, especially after we well, I spoke recently to John Gilmore. So um, we obviously mentioned uh, some of the the heroes and heroes and tricks campaign that had uh, successfully funded a, a couple of months ago. It, it did, um, it did, and and John Gilmore is awesome. <laughs> he is, yes, he's genuinely a nice guy. He's, he's not like one of these guys, he's nice for everybody, and then when you get him in another room, he's like, what are you looking at? He's kind of genuinely just a really, really nice guy. But um, for those who aren't aware, the reason uh, that we do these podcasts is because there are quite simply not enough podcasts about board games, and there's also definitely not enough podcasts out there that are just involving two guys talking about stuff, so that's why we do it. Um Eduardo, for those who aren't aware of you, you've you've um, do you want to tell a little bit about how you got into the old cardboard jungle? How you got into into board games at all? Sure, um, I am extremely fortunate that I've actually been making games my entire career. Um, but I started in video games, so um, all right. I did the whole video game thing for a very long time, and then probably. In um, late 2000, maybe 2000, I don't know. Like as a kid, I was into America, you know, American type um, fun, you know, Monopoly, yeah. uh, Stratego, Uno, yeah. you know, your typical, you know, fair we played back then. But um, and and some role playing games like Dungeons and Dragons. But I hadn't been really into the big, you know, the board game scene, scene until I worked for a company called Mind Control Software where mm-hmm. there was a lot more people playing that kind of thing and I, you know I think some of my early games were Citadel, Small World, that kind of that kind yeah. of game. So um, was it quite a, was it kind of like a social aspect of the of the business as it was a lot of your work colleagues did so yeah. you got drawn into that. Yeah, I think so. I think that's, that's kind of cool. Yeah. And then um there was a cool game store in in San Rafael called Gamescape that that we went to a lot. And um one of the guys I worked with Thomas uh Denmark happened to be um the artist and designer behind the Dungeoneer series published by Atlas Games, which um, is a little bit older but has a, a fairly large following. And um, he was working on a game called Murder of Crows at the time. Yeah. Um, and um, for a variety of reasons, he was trying to refine it and wanted to improve it and, and asked me if I'd work on it with him um, in co-design. And, you know, I hadn't made any physical stuff. I'd only made digital. But I thought it would be cool. So um, we made Murder of Crows. Uh, together and then uh, Atlas Games published that title, and yeah, okay. um, that's you know that's sort of how I got into both playing and and making games during that period. So, is there any games? That, I mean, obviously, if you're, you know, if you're a games designer and that's your job, 
what kind of games do you? I mean, we have a section on the show which is called kind of get you know we, what we got to the table. I mean, is there anything that you're kind of playing at the moment um, with so, your your group or in the house? So um, one of the things I do in addition to the making games things is reviewing games. So um, yes, I, I, te- I, te- I tend to play a lot of games and I tend to play a lot of um, you know good. Forty percent of my gaming is on prototypes, either that I've put together or prototypes that people are doing for Kickstarter. But yeah. the the last game um, I played and bought um, was at Gen Con, uh, which was Potion Explosion by Cool Mini or Not. Oh, I, right. okay. I, I saw people playing it at the event, and I got a little sort of half game in, and then I brought it home, and we've been playing it, and it really is fantastic. Um, are you um, are you going to be doing a uh, are you going to be doing a video about that as well? Because uh, You've got your own YouTube channel, um, and you do you you film a lot of the the stuff that you're playing as well when you're doing your reviews, don't you? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and I, I think so. You know, I'm a little bit um, I'm a little bit backed up at the moment. So I don't think it's going to happen immediately, but you know, in the near okay. future. But that's a really enjoyed that game, um, and um, and I expect I'll be playing it a lot. Um, what what's what's the basic premise behind it? What do you do in it? Well, you know they really you know it's cool mini or not. So they've they've constructed this incredible little marble machine, and it, so it has a, uh, a device that you build um, that stores about I don't know fifty marbles, and the oh, marbles right. come okay. down in troughs like in lines. So you've got uh, five lines of marbles that are slanted on an angle, so that when you pull a marble out. Um, the back marbles move forward and fill. Um, okay. And essentially then it's like a, a video game match three because the way it works is you pull a marble out and if the fill matches two sets of marbles, like if you've got a red between two sets of black and you pull yeah. the red out and it becomes one big set of black. You can um, get rid of that. Well, yeah, you, well, you get to take it. You, you earn them. You, you pull out those marbles and then you're filling up potions with the marbles. Um, so it's it's pretty smart. I mean, they did a really cool job. So That's pretty cool. It sounds like, um, is there not a video game now? I'll, I'll probably get this wrong. Um, oh, I like mean. It's Zuma. Sure. It's like, it's Zuma. Zuma. Is you got, it, the, big, you got yeah. the big frog mouth. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah it, it's, it, yes, it's like Zuma, but uh, if the rather than curling lines around the top and the sides, it was it yeah. was coming straight down at you. Oh, cool. Okay. So is there anything else that you've been that you've been playing that's been taking up a little bit of your time, which you're playing for, playing for fun? I guess that's one of your things. Is if you're you're playing for fun, or if you're playing to to hit a deadline, or oh, play through yeah. a prototype. Is there, is there anything else that you're, you're playing uh, at the moment? Let me see. Um, the um, I'm trying to think of. I've 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 been liking uh, sort of a blue orange shout. I guess I've, I've been playing a lot of Vikings on board, which is their release from Gen Con. But I got an early version of that. Yeah, and uh, Doctor Eureka. Uh, I I've think been, is, I've is been fantastic. Hearing, I've been hearing a lot of good things about Vikings on board, um, which I'm I'm kind of tempted to have a have a look at and kind of and kind of check out, which sounds kind of uh, which sounds kind of interesting. Um, that's fine. I mean, is there any other games that you're kind of looking at yourself at all that you've thought, hmm, that kind of, I'm going to pick that up when I get my hands on it? I mean, obviously, there's the, the there's a couple of darlings going about. Everybody seems to be talking about um, about Scythe that's come out quite recently. Oh, Scythe, um, Scythe is in, I, I, so I backed Scythe. So I have, I have their, like... Did you? 
What level did you get? I got the one with the art book, so the art. Ah, yeah. I've, I've heard it, and that is that the one with the bigger board as well. Yeah, with so. the expanded board. Oh. Um, the the funny thing is though, I I, I actually gave it to a, a friend of mine um, for the time being because, you, I don't know if you've actually seen it, but you know, yes, you you you, you, you yeah. open that box and you're just, it's so daunting. I mean, I, I opened that <laughs> box and I just closed it again. Um, and so, <laughs> just, I, not I, just now. Yeah. Do you know what it is? It's when you open the box and they've actually triggered the box, so it goes. Ah, when well, you open the box, you're just like, "What?" <laughs> well, you have you have that moment, and then you just have the like, "Oh my god, this game is so complicated." And so, <laughs> what what I ended up doing is, um, I, I have a friend who's I would say more hardcore than I am, and I basically yeah. said, if he want. I would let him play first and he could play with his friends and take it if he'll play it and then teach me how to play because I just... Yeah. That level of depth and complexity, like... Another another great game that sort of has that a similar vibe is... I don't know if you uh, saw Vast or are familiar with Vast, which was called Trove on Kickstarter. Um, much simpler game than Scythe, but mm. it's asymmetrical. So you actually open it up and all the different characters have like their own instructions and it's like, man... Um, even, even Potion Explosion is a good example. Like one of the things I'll point out in, in my Kickstarter, you open the box, there's actually about a 30 minute setup on Potion Explosion. Like, um, another one in that category is, um, Rampage or Terror in Meeple City. I don't know if you've played that one. I've got that. Yeah. I think you that can't, was one of, yeah. You, they need to, you know, I mean, they would never put the warning on the box, but basically if you're, usually people <laughs> expect to be able to open a game and like play it. Yeah. That game, you can't. You, you're getting into kind of Euro game territory because that's when, it, I mean, it's like um, trying to set up Arkham Horror or, <laughs> you know, a proper role-playing game where you've got to sit down for a couple of hours just to get the kind of the game going. I think um, I play um, I play Rampage or Terror in Meeple City, I think it's called now, quite a, quite a bit with the, with the kids. And um, the dauntingness or the thing that puts them off is it's not a game of, oh, we've got half an hour, let's play Rampage. It's a case of you have to sit down if you've maybe got an hour and a half to kind of get it set up. Yeah. And you, then you end up kind of taking your time. Because if you don't take your time and you rush it through, you end up thinking, hmm, took longer to set up the game than it did to, than it did to kind of play the game. I mean, is that... Is that something? Is the sim is the simplicity of set up and play? Is that something that's kind of driven you in your own kind of game designing? I mean, let's. I mean, we might as well touch on that because obviously, one of the reasons that, I mean, one of the reasons that I got in contact with you is because um, you're on the you you're on the top ten hit list of people I'd like to speak to. <laughs> no, it's not oh, like that. Thank no, you. but um, no, I mean. Um, I have uh, Lift Off Get Me Off This Planet, which is a delightful looking game. Um, there's obviously Heroes and Tricks, which I've seen as well, but they all seem to co- follow um, a similar theme, which your games seem to come across as something that are very, very simple to get to the table and get set up, but then actually learning the, the individual strategies can is this thing that kind of keeps you coming back and playing, especially with, um, you know, especially with like Lift Off. Um, I mean, is that something, I mean, are you, because you strike me as a kind of, that kind of accessibility is quite important to you. Is that, is that the kind of the case with the games that you've put together? Um, 
I think that's very important and it's something I consider important. I don't know how much it comes up right at the beginning when I'm, I'm thinking about what I'm going to do next. I, mm. More importantly, I mean, I, I like enjoying games with people and like my family, people who play games, people who don't play games. So, you know, most of my most of the stuff that I do um, is somewhat family friendly. And sometimes, you know, in the case of Liftoff or Gem Pack Cards or even the Siblings Trouble look like perhaps kids games or games just for your just to play with your family solo. But from my perspective, I mean, I play those games with adult groups, too. I mean, I just like games that are welcoming and 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 well made and pretty and, and, you know, draw you in. And so I think that drawing in is the accessibility you're talking it's, about? Yeah, I mean, it's important because one of the things that you see is, um, in terms of the in terms of welcoming design, there has been a lot. There's a lot of games I've seen recently on Kickstarter which they've seemed to have used the kind of the brown and the grey palette, and it's all quite serious, and it's it's almost like it's the Christopher Nolan version of board games. Yeah, kind of thing. You know, it's yeah. it looks quite technical. They look quite serious. They look quite grown up. Um, and when you have something like, say, the games that you're doing, they seem to be, it's like you have um, just eaten about four bags of Skittles and sure. then just went, you just went mad. You know, that's something that you can notice. You can, you know, get me off this planet. Very, very, a lot of decent colour. Very, very kind of striking, simple, but colourful designs. And then obviously you can say, oh, it looks like a, potentially looks like a kid's game but when you get to the table you can realize the kind of the, there's a little bit of depth that's kind of that's kind of there um i mean obviously with the kickstarter side of things is kickstarter going to be the continued route that you are intending to kind of go down then i mean how have you found the, the kickstarter process yourself um well without a doubt uh kickstarter allowed me to not only make lift off but also start you know doing the board game business and um mm. the liftoff had actually been something i had submitted to publishers um over a two or three year period and, and didn't gain traction and had sort of set down and then you know after the kickstarter scene picked up um a couple of people who had played it who were on that side of the business really said, hey, you got you should make that into a Kickstarter. And then I wanted to do the siblings trouble first, but they were like, no, man, you got to make liftoff. Oh, um, okay. And, um, you, you know, so one, I mean, I'm super indie, right? Like, I, you know, it's awesome that you've played um, those games, but, you, you know, you sort of have to be in a um, smaller, you know, segment of the gaming space to have seen my stuff. I mean, they're in retail, right? But not in huge volumes. And so... Um, you know, from a, a business perspective, I mean, yeah. you know, none of these games have shot off so much money that I could ever just take a new game and and sort of make it independently. So, I mean, yeah. I am, um, you know, herbaceous is on Kickstarter. Everything that I'm looking to line up next year is going to be on Kickstarter. Um, yeah. I think it it is going to be a major part of what Pencil First Games does for a long time. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, if you know, if if we ever had a hit or something that sort of took off above and beyond the, you know, fulfill Kickstarter, maybe an additional print type of thing, mm. um, I wouldn't have a a problem um, trying just to go direct. But I also enjoy Kickstarter. I mean, I, I try to run um, run 
good Kickstarters and engaging You're, Kickstarters. One of the things you notice is there's a, there's a case of there's a there's Kickstarter campaigns where you feel that um, that's not people sometimes feel it's a bit kind of field of dreams where they think if they build the they put this stuff up and they put the video up and then they just press go and then everything should work. But um, I think one of the things that um, struck me about the the, the liftoff Kickstarter was that it was presented very, very well, but you were also very, very involved with keeping people up to date. Um, And this was obviously not just a case of you were, you, you were, there was a lot of work that was obviously going into, to kind of actively kind of build up a community and actively kind of build up the interest, which was which was quite good. I mean, we, I guess you're from where from people, well, people I previously spoke. We've spoken to kind of Jeffrey Greer, who was he was I guess you maybe three four years ago because he's he's just done his he's done his first or his second Kickstarter, um, and he's kind of obviously going to be trying to build up the business and, and and he sees obviously Kickstarter as the kind of the, the way forward um, Kickstarter itself is obviously a very very good place, I mean one of the things we, we obviously we do bring up here is there are obviously the bigger companies like Cool you know Cool Media or Not A Your Worlds that use Kickstarter as, as almost like a pre-order kind of basis as well um, I mean Yeah I mean I'm, I'm still at the, I mean you know, it does change a little as you go, but, mm. uh, you know, I'm the Kickstarter community. When I run a Kickstarter, every single note, every single email, every single update I'm doing, right? There's me, you know, at 6 a.m. in the morning reading all that stuff. And, yeah. um, the, um, you know, I, I, I think that um, it's just so important to, 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 to be engaged in doing it. And, and so, you know, there's just... You know, there's no way herbaceous, for example, e- you know, either the, that campaign is successful, or we don't get to make the game. And so I'm, um, yeah. you know, I, I uh, you know, it's really important to do them well and, 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 and build an audience. And so I, I it's, it's really a huge part of, of, of it, it. It's not like um, a small part of my business. I mean, the Kickstarter work and prep and engagement is almost as much work as, as making the game. Well, you're not just launching. I mean, obviously, um, you've been herbaceous has been around for a little while, and you've been building up the noise as well um, in terms of getting the kind of the word out there. I mean, let's talk about herbaceous. Sure. Because sure. um, herbaceous is it's about herbs, isn't it? I mean, yeah. Yeah. And the artwork is. Um, we'll put the link. Um, obviously, we'll put the link to the sh- in the show notes to the campaign, so people can have a look at this, and obviously your your Facebook page and such like. But um, herbaceous is striking in its illustration. But what what is it about? If you want to, you know, let it tell us about what what's yeah, the well, what's, you know, what, what do you do in herbaceous? Herbaceous is is you know on on to describe it in sort of gamer terms. Herbaceous is uh, a push your luck set collection game, but really what you're doing in the game is you're you're planting herbs and there's a whole variety of them like you know um, mint thyme um, lavender um, dill you know the list goes on and you're going to be planting the herbs and you plant them in a community region on the on the table or in a, mm. or in your own private garden so in the community garden your private garden and there's this little have you ever played biblios? I haven't, no. Oh, okay, well, that's a great game. So, 
Uh, Herbaceous is actually designed by Steve Finn, who also designed Biblius and many other countless games. But he, um, All right. when you, you draw an herb, you look at the first one and you decide, should I keep this for myself or mm-hmm. put it in the middle? And whatever you decide, the um, opposite happens. So, you know, is, it, is do you take what you have, what you know, yeah. or do you look at what you don't know? And so on every turn, everyone's doing that. And then the, then the other thing they get to do is each player has four pots that uh, require different types of set. One pot requires all the same herb. One, yeah. one is all different. One is pears. Um, one is sort of anything, but you can put these special herbs in it. And they, the more you put in those pots, the more they're worth at the end of the game. But you can only do it once. So basically the dynamics of the game are this little micro decision on do I keep the herb or do I place it? But more importantly, the community pot in the middle is growing and growing. And everybody wants what's in the middle. Yeah. But they're waiting to see if they can get the most points. But the more I, if I wait a turn, I ha- you know, you're going to take your turn and anyone else. It's two to four players. So the third player could take their turn or the fourth player. And they might take what I wanted. So it's sort of like, do I want to do three identical saffrons? Or do I yeah. want to try to wait around and get four or five, depending on what happens, um, but while I wait, somebody else might take the saffron from the community garden. So, the the it's 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 so it's very easy. I mean, it's really fast play and easy to play. And so, um, Herbaceous was inspired by the art. Beth Sobel's. Uh, I mean, it, it's it's like, it is amazing art. I mean, you know, again, it's not it's 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 soft it's art. Not, it's not like yeah. it's it's not like a guy with a sword jumping off the card, right? No, but there's like, not, and there's not. There's not black black kind of pen lines around every single piece as well. It's the the colors very very um it's very very gentle. Yeah, they're they're um, super gentle, right? And and uh, but just just they're just wonderful. And uh, actually, Beth had made she had made a reskin for Bonanza. I don't know if you've played Bonanza, but it's this mm-hmm. game about beans with really f- silly bean characters on it. And um, yeah. she just made it. She thought she didn't like it or she wanted to do a different person so she, she actually remade that game with this herb art and um i saw it and i said hey what what's that she like posted it on board game re- group right and i said hey is that what is that and she's like oh i just did this reskin for bananas i'm like is it going into a new game she's like nah and 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 so <laughs> i sort of reached out there and i said you know if i um had a, a, a game design or you know game together would you be willing to allow you know to for us to 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 use that art yeah uh and 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 maybe do a couple more and she was sort of like you mean art that looks like this art and i was like no 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 that art um so (laughs) i I would say that was probably 70 percent of the pieces we ended up using were in that original set some of it got put into it we have a kickstarter exclusive flavor pack because some of the original art, um, like one thing she did was cinnamon. And cinnamon isn't an herb, it's a bark. Um, yeah. So it's part of the flavor pack as opposed to being part of the, a part of herbaceous. But anyway. Um, All right, okay. But so, you know, it, it's that um, 8 to 88 feel. Like, I, you know, a game I can play with my mom who like yeah. really doesn't play games or, or, or you know, it, 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 it's sort of that sit at the window while drinking tea game. Um, when I first picked up Prior to bringing Steve in to, to take on the design, I was actually working on a... I was trying to do a solitaire design with it. Um, yeah. But man, that's a hard design. You have to really like love solitaire. I, I've never worked on a solitaire game, so I was sort of banging my head against trying to make 
fun solitaire and that's you know yeah you, you, I if, mean, you, yeah. if you don't know what if, if you don't know how to have fun with solitaire like in, in the, in the in, inside of your heart I think it's a hard thing to to do on your anyway so so then I, I reached Steve and I had wanted to work together and I said hey Steve I got this stuff what do you think and then he 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 put together herba- the herbaceous design and so I, I mean um is it more I mean it strikes me as it's almost quite gateway as in it's something that you would be able to say, let's play herbaceous, and folk would go, what? And oh. you'd say, well, look at, well, t- tell you what, here's the cards. Oh, yeah. The cards I mean, this is, thing. I used to call liftoff gateway, and, you know, I've come to the conclusion that liftoff isn't gateway. Like, this is gateway. Like, this is, you know, liftoff is gateway in a world where you're bringing somebody in to play Ticket to Ride, or you're bringing somebody yeah. in, in to, you know, you're, you're already, you already inherently sitting down at a board with stuff on it that's different and like you know yeah they've done the love they've done the love letter kind of thing they've already played that they've maybe played you know um you know they've they've maybe tried a little bit of Catan, but you know that's you know i saw liftoff as um yeah that was that was where that was but it was also anyone that was i guess anyone that was slightly interested in something simple-ish yeah you got you gotta get them in but it wasn't truly simple, and and no. and uh, <laughs> right, and and I think herbaceous again, both because of the game play, but also because of the art. Um, you can just show it um, to people, and they're curious. Um, I we yeah. um, one of the things at pencil first uh, at first exposure play hall we was at Gen Con. You know, I said, hey, I'm looking for some multi generational players. You know, you get to tell them what kind of testers you want, and they'll they'll try to get it. And so they had this mother, you know, I, I don't want to guess her age, but older mother, probably a twenty-two, twenty-five-year-old woman, and then her aunt. And um, the, you know, they walked in and they're like, you know, just so you know, the only games we play are, you know, you know, like bridge and Monopoly or something, right? Like, um, <laughs> this is perfect. Let no. me just go and grab the little dog and the car and yeah. the top hat, and I'll be right no, back. No, 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 it was perfect, and and they love the game. And 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 again, I think, I think there is that bridge crowd that is that that you know canasta uh, crowd that you know it really is just draw and group, and there aren't lots of moving parts, and it can be explained. So that. I, I really wanted to have that type of game, and and I don't think there are enough of them actually. Um, no. So I, I'm I think, super excited about it. I think there's the complication to um, to try for if you're maybe trying to develop a Kickstarter game is to go scythe kind of complicated maybe and make it look a lot of kind of different moving parts I guess um, as opposed to you know but. Yeah, as opposed to kind of going for something that could be kind of entry. But I would encourage anybody that that, that hasn't. Well, I'd encourage anybody to have a look at the have a look at the artwork on Herbaceous anyway. Because even if you're a seasoned kind of board game player, I'm not sure you're going to really have seen anything kind of close to it. I mean, um, in terms of how it looks and stuff like that, it's very very unusual, and it certainly it certainly kind of it certainly kind of caught my eye. Um, I mean, obviously the 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 Kickstarter is pretty much you know imminent at the moment. Um, yeah. What are you? I mean, have you got a 
price i mean have you got a price point for for what sure, you're putting yeah. out for yeah the, the, the game is going to be um uh, 19 <clears throat> excuse me 19 dollars um and that'll have ship in the u.s and then we'll you know there's additional yeah. ship for outside of the u.s um okay and um we're um, going to be eu friendly this may be my last campaign being eu friendly I'm, I'm i'm working through the reality of uh um, Brexit and what that means for you, friendly at the moment. But um, well, well, I think at the moment what it means is that um, a Kickstarter that used to be a hundred dollar Kickstarter used to be sixty pounds, basically, if you looked at it that way. Sure. And now a hundred dollar Kickstarter is probably closer to maybe about eighty, eighty five. Oh wow! So um, I mean, it's probably not as much. Well, once you put the shipping and everything like that, so. Um, for a lot of people that I know that that were kickstarting on a regular basis, um, the normal kind of, I guess the kind of you're cool meaning or not to this world and and you know mantics and stuff like that, they're sticking stuff up at it's a hundred dollars. That isn't as kind of easy to justify to say okay, I'm going to be spending almost eighty five pounds on a on a board game, um, because it's becoming an awful lot a lot of money. So we'll see. Um, the Brexit side of things isn't probably going to have the exchange rate is definitely having an effect on people that are maybe buying from overseas um I oh may, and i but you know. in addition to just the price the, the dollars um you know the way that um eu friendly shipping works is um you 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 work with a partner in 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 europe to distribute within europe but mm. um that's all around a lot of the shipping stuff that's based on sort of how the EU has worked previously. So there's just a, it's just a, a little unknown right now, right? And so, you know, you don't want to commit to something in a Kickstarter yeah, and then I find mean, not yourself. To, I mean, not to get, we don't want to get into the big politics of it, but um, there's been, people have said what they want to do and then, um, you know, we're still waiting for stuff to happen, which has <laughs> led, you know, which has led to a bit of uncertainty. So yeah, yeah, I'm just um, talking, yeah, yeah, just talking know. about. There's just the uncertainty, but anyway, it'll be nineteen dollars. It'll it, the game will um you'll get the 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 full herbaceous game, and then there'll also be the Kickstarter mini expansion that's included with it. And that's only, I mean, that works out. It was only about fifteen pounds anyway, so fifteen sixteen pounds. So it's not. I mean, let's face it. In the the grand scheme of things, that amount of money for a for a decent, unusual, and very very accessible card game is going to be, um, you know, is isn't very much money at all. I, 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 I I'd like to think so. <laughs> <laughs> is it just cards, or are there other components involved? Um, it, it's just cards. There are a few um, components that I have as stretch goals, but um, you know, we, we have to fund to meet them for for them to unlock. But the um. But yeah, it'll, it, it'll come in a nice box with, um, it's more than, it's not a, it's, 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 it's like almost two decks of cards. Um, okay. And, uh, you know, and instructions and all that stuff. Okay, okay. Do you have, um, so, I mean, as I say, we'll post the link to, in the show notes to Herbaceous. Um, um, we, I think you've already got the preview kind of campaign any links that you give us to link to the website sure. stuff like that well obviously if you're interested in that i would advise you even if it doesn't sound like your bag to go and take a look at it because it is going to you're going to be i think people are going to be pleasantly surprised when they have a when they have a little look you know should be quite, and and, should be it, and if it's not your bag you know just show it to your mom see yeah <laughs> see if it's her bag. Show, it to, show, show it show it to anybody 
you know, just no, it's uh, you know, it's interesting. It'll be interesting. Yeah. Um. Okay. Um. In terms of kind of like going forward, have you have you got a raft of ideas now for for game designs that have you just got sitting there? I mean, you said earlier on that what one of the things that you do is forty percent of your time is usually spent kind of prototyping. I mean, is there? Do you are you do you follow kind of like when you're designing? Are you following the kind of the lots and lots of white bits of paper and then just see how they land, or do you have some very very set ideas about where you're going with uh, your designs? Yeah, you know it's interesting. I don't. Um, I, I I like working with people and um, following inspiration. So I don't actually have a, a large uh, design agenda. Mm-hmm. What um, typically. Uh, you know, it's about following opportunity and excitement and things to do, right? Abrasius is a great example of that, right? Heroes and Tricks was on my list. Heroes and Tricks was a game that I thought of and then I was working on and then I got to start working with John Gilmore on it. That was super cool. Uh, He did some incredible design work on it. Herbaceous, again, was, oh my, holy moly, that is so beautiful, that art. Wow, (laughs) that's not not on a game? Could I make it a game? Oh, cool. Yeah. How am I going to get this done? And maybe oh, there's this other. So it, it, it was very, you know, it came together um, and it fit some things that I wanted to do in terms of I had wanted to have a game that sort of fit that 8 to 88 category and wanted to, 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 to get into that kind of space. But at the same time, it certainly wasn't the case that I had it on my roadmap, so to speak. Yeah, it wasn't um, on the kind of the tick off list games I want to design yeah. before I die. Yeah, and, and so like, must have herbs. Yeah, yeah, and so and so, but but it was serendipitous, and it's wonderful, and I'm I'm really happy with it. I think the, um, you know, in coming in the next year, I have um, uh, let's see, so uh, I'm working on, um, uh, sort of a a take on on sort of murder. Of, of crows with Thomas again. Uh, I'm um, have a game called Fantastic Creatures, which I'm working on with Chris Ham, who um, designed Strife. Uh, yeah. I'm um, what else? There's a, a design of sort of the, the my the my next design as me the designer uh, looks to be Vineyard, which I'm 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 that's like these are all working names, right? But um, yeah, okay. which I think is going to be actually the extension of liftoff um the mechanics i think are going to be um going to have some similarities to liftoff but um maybe not with the the vineyard exploding but like you know yeah i I think some of the gameplay elements (laughs) um just imagine that yeah is there is there a miniature game is there an eduardo barra miniature game kind of kicking about in your head which you'd like to get to the table or are you uh, in, in in a best case scenario I think the characters in Vineyard end up looking like the characters in Takenoko um, so oh, right. I, okay. I, I, I guess you could see I, I see a game perhaps that has a few miniatures um, yeah okay. the the most core game I'm working on right now is a, I'm, I'm, I'm it's not a pencil first games game but um, uh, I'm working on a, a tentatively called uh, uh, Heroes Welcome. I think the game may change its name, but um, uh, Marco Blanc has this fantastic design he's been working on, and, and Thomas Denmark again is, is doing the art. But um, um, they were they they um, you know I'm good at making things and getting things done, <laughs> and so they yeah. they had been working on it, but maybe it wasn't sort of 
go, moving as fast as they'd like or, you know, getting into how do we, how do we actually make it? How do we build it? How do we part, you know, like the, mm. the, really the, the development and production work. And so I had worked with both of those guys as a producer in video games. Um, and so, uh, and we're all friends, but they, they asked me for my help. So I'm, yeah. I'm also helping with that title, but that title is probably the closest to like more, it, it, it's not, um, just more like mid core, you know, gamer type of game. Most of my yeah. stuff is, is more family, you know, gamer slash family gamer, board game, you know, you know what I mean? It doesn't, Heroes Welcome is like getting into that, what you'd think in that miniature space. It's no, it's not like Blood Rage, right? But like, it's, it, <laughs> it, it, it's fantasy. Like it has, Blood Ranger, it, it's that, it's that darker palette, but it's going to have fun. I, you know, we, yeah. we, we brought in, um, Dustin Faust to the guy who did, um, the character work in Heroes and Tricks, which is like amazing. Yeah, um, he is. Yeah. Into, into yeah, the game. So it's going to have a levity to it. I mean, I guess in some ways I like games that have some levity. Uh, Murder of, Murder of Crows was your, it's pretty gothic, but anyway. yeah. But everything else has always been quite as a shed. It's it's always been quite, uh, um, it's always been quite inviting, as opposed to looking at it and saying, "Oh, look, there's a big, huge guy with muscles and a sword and blood and guts yeah, and well, darkness." Know, some people like every, that. If you want to be in that space, I don't. You know, I worked at at, at Disney. I, I just I, I've always I don't mind color. I don't mind fun. I don't mind you know brightness. My big thing mostly is just make it look consistent like you know yeah. if you're gonna go for dark make it feel good and dark if you will if you're gonna make it you know colorful but uh, uh, the, the games that sort of end up being a mishmash of of you know different things those are the ones that i tend not to like visually but if, if mm. you go for it um then um and you and you nail what you're trying to do what your style even if it's abstract i mean whatever it is uh, I, I tend to like it would you ever consider going back into video games? Obviously, you sound like you've got contacts in the industry, and it looks like the video game space is, um, as soon as someone does something different, there's massive kind of interest in it. Has that ever kind of attracted you again? Have you ever uh, thought, mm, or well, have, I, have you done the video game thing now and, and you're quite happy kind of, I guess, kind of being in control of, of what you're doing? I guess. Well, uh, well. So I'm. Well, okay. Let me answer that in a few different ways. Pencil First Games didn't has in fact released a few mobile games. Mm. We re- released uh, Gem Pact, which is an yeah. uh, iOS game, and Monkeys Ahoy. Um, yeah. But you know, I don't. For sort of Pencil First Games, which I mean is just a side business, right? I ha- like you know, it, it's mostly hobby plus because you know I have to have a full time job that actually you <laughs> yes. know pays for yeah. my, me and my family, but. Don't um, we all? This is why we're talking at this particular yeah, time in exactly. the morning, stroke yeah. afternoon. Yeah, yeah. Um, but so I am, um, as far as me independently doing video games, it's not that high on my list. I've just been enjoying board games more. Um, I yeah. just like, I like the space and I like what, it, what it's about. And, you know, it's a, it, arguably it's easier, um, but, but I just enjoy it more. Professionally, I'm currently in the first job that has is not gaming specific, um, All right. and it, okay. you know, and it's been a nice balance between you know getting the creative juices out in the, on the board game side, and then you know I work for I work in um, educational VR right now, um, Whoa, professionally. Um, that would be quite cool. Oh, it's super <laughs> cool! It's super cool. But so, 
um, you know, I, I'm happy in my, my, my current job, but, you know, if, if I get to the point where that doesn't work out or whatever and I'm working again, I mean, the video game space is going to be, you know, one of the ones I'm looking at. So I think the, yeah, um, yeah I, I expect I'll be, ma- I'm going to make another game in my career, I'm, I'm pretty sure, on the video game side. But generally speaking, on the size stuff, I, I, I like doing the board game. Yeah, it's kind of interesting that the technologically more advanced kind of gaming space and video gaming has kind of removed or almost removed the kind of the social aspect to the game to actually playing alongside somebody side by side, which if you know anybody that kind of was ever grew up playing a Super Nintendo or a Mega Drive, they would have, you know, couch kind of co-op, whereas the, the board games seem to still be, you know, it's a brilliant social kind of. Um, oh, and I, I think that's why they're doing so well. I mean, among other reasons, but I think that's a part of it. Yeah, brilliant. Okay, okay. Um, in terms of kind of like, obviously, you're very, very active on YouTube. You you do a lot of videos. Um, you seem to keep kind of involved in the industry, kind of that way. Um, where where if people want to find you, where can they find you? I'm really easy to find. Um, if 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 you go to Twitter uh, at mm. Ebarif, uh, mm-hmm. E is an Ed, B is in boy, A R A F is in Frank. <laughs> okay. um, I'll put a link in uh, the show notes. So. I'm I'm pretty responsive. I mean, so if you're curious, you have a question, you want to learn about something, if you tweet at me, there's a pretty mm. pretty high chance I, I tweet back pretty quickly. Um, the um, on Facebook, you can check out. Um, Pencil, you know, Facebook slash Pencil First Games, and that'll link to mm. each of the Facebook games for the games. And then you can just go to PencilFirstGames.com. Um, uh-huh. But I'm, I'm pretty active on Twitter and I'm pretty active on Facebook. So those are, are two good places. And I, I sort of, for, for better or for worse, about two years ago or three years ago, uh, allowed Facebook to be industry and family as opposed to just family. So, yeah. um, you know, it... it I don't mind talking and discussing and getting contacted on sort of the board game space via Facebook. Whereas when I was, there was a period where it was like, if you're not my family, I'm not going to friend you or anything like that. But now it's sort of, I've, I've relinquished that, that restriction. And so um, I talked to lots of people, but so either those are good ways, but Twitter is a really, a real easy way to reach out to somebody. It's kind of, yeah. I mean, that's how we've kind of, we've kind of spoke a couple of times and, um, Obviously, we've we've mentioned liftoff before. We've got the herbaceous coming out. You've sounds like you're you're kind of you're you're kind of very very busy. Kind of a, a lot of stuff coming going to be appearing in the future. We'll make sure, obviously, that there's a lot of information um, in the show notes for this one. So if you do want to, um, if you do want to, obviously, follow Eduardo, find out what he's up to, and obviously check out the herbaceous campaign, then 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 then, then please do that. Um, if you want to keep in touch with what we're doing, you can, again, you can find us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash we're not wizards. You can always find us on Twitter, which is obviously we're at we're not wizards as well. We've now taken the jump into Instagram, so you can, we put photographs um, up as well of the games that we've been playing, and you can email us at um, magic at we're not wizards as well. Um, I just want to say um, thank you very, very much for your time today because yeah, I know it's absolutely. obviously short. And I know that, as I say, you've uh, we've both got kind of job, job, and job, job commitments that we've got to now kind of finish off and sort out. So I appreciate the time that you've uh, taken uh, with us at, at the moment. Um, I think 
the main thing is, you know, obviously, um, remember that we are many things, but um, we're certainly not wizards. <laughs> are we wizards, Eduardo? Certainly not. <laughs> Definitely not. Get out, wizards. <laughs> but again, thank you very much for your time today, Eduardo. And uh, we'll, uh, again, check out the show notes for this um, herbaceous, which sounds sounds fantastic. Until awesome, then, thanks. Until then, um, do you want to say goodbye? Have a great evening or morning or whatever time it is for you. I know. I was going to sing an outro, but, you know, I was going to go, what do you do when you want in some herbs in an American country garden? But it didn't work. <laughs> <laughs> so I think it's time we just go. Okay. Talk to you later. <laughs> Let's go to the sunlight. Okay. Anyway. Okay. So that's a bye from me and a bye from Eduardo. Bye. <laughs> bye.